The Blockbusters Podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fine shows such as The Guy Huddle, Language of Bromance, and Dave's Nerd Compendium at podbros.com and on Twitter at, at podbrosnetwork. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Blokebusters Podcast. Welcome to episode 45 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Paul. And I'm Brian. And today we're going to talk about the film Mordecai, as well as go over a brief retrospective of Johnny Depp. Uh, Brian the good, has... the bad, the ugly, yes. and yes. the ugliest. Brian, Brian has compiled a list we'll be going over later. I haven't seen it yet, so this no. will be interesting. It will be fun. Uh, so, business out of the way, first of all. A big big thank you to everyone that has both been following us on Twitter now and leaving us five star reviews on iTunes and it's, yeah. it's been really great to get all the feedback and can't can't thank you enough for that. It's nice that people are listening now. I know, few, yeah. Other than Paul's mom. Yes, yes. Hi Paul's mom. Hi. And do, as I said, with Twitter, follow us on Twitter at Blokebusters on Facebook dot com slash blokebusters email blokebuster podcast at gmail.com no s there and we do enjoy that now and well there is one in podcast but right, yes <laughs> no second s no. Yeah. and we do have a website which we try and keep up to date sometimes we can't it's, it to us hey uh, it's more relevant than myspace yeah so. there we go <laughs> it is blokebusters.webs.com that's w-e-b-s dot com so with that out of the way we should talk about Mordecai a little. Should we? <laughs> I feel that we should. Okay. All right. So directed by David Coop. Oh. I'm not sure. I felt like this film had no direction, <laughs> but apparently <laughs> someone was at the home. I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. It is K-O-E-P-P. Mm. Coop. Coop. And the interesting thing about this, given that, as you might be able to tell, Brian has a fairly, fairly strong opinion about this film, is that the director is the fifth most successful screenwriter of all time. How are we making... What is our definition of success? Box office? Domestic box office of over $2 billion as a writer. Well, then Michael Bay's one of the most successful directors. Well, this is another writer. (laughs) He was the main writer on Jurassic Park, Mission Impossible, Spider-Man, and Panic Room, which apparently he was paid $4 million for the script of that. I can't believe that had a budget of four million dollars. <laughs> I, I I looked this up and I was thinking, wow! So it's the fifth most successful screenwriter, and then I looked at it, and he is not one of the writers of this film. So that might have something to do with why it fell a little flat, shall we say? Hmm. <laughs> a budget, <Little. laughs> yes, a budget of sixty million dollars, and a box office two weeks going in, and this is mostly foreign, if you're in the US, of 18,965,570. 18 million. 18 million. I mean, ah. not 19, we yeah. should probably say, but mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah not, uh, not doing too well right now. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> maybe uh, we will find out. Maybe. This so we've got the main cast here. We're not going to dwell on it too much, especially since we're going to go no. into the main actor a little later. Uh, Johnny Depp as Charlie Mordecai. Ewan McGregor as Inspector Martland. Mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow as Joanna Mordecai. Paul Bettany as Jock Strap. <laughs> wonderful name there. <laughs> Olivia Munn as Georgina Krampf. And also a cameo from Jeff Goldblum as Milton Krampf. The guy that Mordecai has to sell his car to. So, shall we try and go into what went right with this film? <laughs> well, let's just... Well, should we tell them real quick what it's about, maybe? Uh, sure. Just a little brief I'm I'm going to let you handle that, because I want to see well, what you think. No, no, this no, film no. I'm just, you know, this, these aren't my thoughts. These are a certain website's thoughts. Okay. Just get that out of the way. Okay, that, that, if you have no idea what the film's about, All right, tell us what you're not going to go see it, yeah. which 
Trust tell, me, don't. Tell us what uh, a certain <laughs> website has to say about mm, this. <laughs> juggling angry Russians, the British MI5, and an international terrorist, debonair art dealer, and part-time rogue, Charlie Mordecai, races to recover a stolen painted painting, rather, rumored to be, contain a code that leads to lost Nazi gold. Really I, makes that kind of sound interesting. Yeah? But sound interesting. <laughs> so, okay. Well, uh, I, I would like That's to... Supposedly, po- go ahead, yes. I would like to point out that... The Nazi gold thing, that doesn't come in until at least over halfway into the film when they actually get into mm. why people want the painting. Like, and because apparently, putting <laughs> on a synopsis, a 51-year-old man talks about his mustache for 45 minutes <laughs> wasn't exciting enough. <laughs> true, true. That, that was uh, a fair amount of this film. I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. what did you say? Go over my thoughts? Right. Uh... So yeah, let... Do you believe there's anything salvageable from this film? There is nothing redeemable about this film. <laughs> Zero. I have in my notes, I could show them to you, poor mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum. Poor, poor <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Why did he get involved in this? He was, other than the Tomorrowland teaser that was in mind, the best part of this film. <laughs> um, All right, well, I can see that, definitely. I would... But still, he, I mean, he's in it for six seconds, and there's, yeah. there's just not enough. No, not, not in it to, too much. To make any significant impact for me. Well, to be fair, any time he's on screen, the amount of time they had to film doubles with all of the, uh, uh, that he tends to put in. <laughs> he wasn't it. as gold bloomy as he, he has been. He was but, not, which, yeah. which was uh, <laughs> almost a shame. I was kind of, I know, yeah. when like, I saw it, he was gold in bloom, it. I went, uh, uh, no, eventually, <laughs> there'll be, be dinosaurs on, on, on this the dino, dinosaur tour. Dinosaur. Yeah. Spaceship. <laughs> Virus. Yeah. 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 Natural <laughs> Find, find a way. Nature, nature finds a way. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Goldblum, sorry. But, uh, yeah, zero redemption for this film in All my right. book. Okay. How about you? <laughs> Paul has kept me in the dark yes, about his feelings on this movie, which now, gravely concerns me. Well, I have two very different standpoints on this film. Horrible and <laughs> horrible were. <laughs> From a critical standpoint... Watching the film and like seeing the pacing and all of that stuff, like there really wasn't that much that you could say the film did well. Like it was definitely a slow film, and like some of the acting did kind of seem like it was just phoned in, and the jokes definitely in the theater I was in, like they were all falling flat on most people, and it just it wasn't a film that you would see. At the Oscars, shall we say, more like uh, running rampant uh, next year's Razzies, I think. Or um, oh yeah, probably... uh, one of my notes I made was it was an SNL skit that would not end. <laughs> uh, it's something that w- would work in a three and a half minute window. Like, oh, that's an interesting character. I saw him for three minutes. I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> but then it went on and on, <laughs> and I thought we were close to the end, and then it had another. 25 minutes. Uh, yeah. And also let me talk about... Uh, I, I've been on the soapbox before, so I'll make it a very brief rant. Uh, this asshole behind me in the movie theater okay. came in right as the movie was starting. Like, okay, that's fine. You got there. You know, you don't want to sit through the 20 minutes of BS before the movie. Yeah. I get it. Or, or, or it could have been a little late. <laughs> or whatever. But anyway, uh, talked throughout pretty much. Uh, this girlfriend. Okay. Uh, they were sitting directly behind me. So you could hear everything. Um, he was there in time to see the silence your cell phone thing. And his <laughs> phone rang halfway through. Right. What did he do? Let it ring three times. And then answered his phone. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Proceeded to talk on the phone for about two minutes. Really? Yes. Wow. In which I gave him about three eat shit looks. <laughs> 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 I, don't, I, I don't understand how you can do that. And this was just the worst human being I think that's ever lived. I don't know. Um, apologies to Hitler, but <laughs> or to, to Holocaust, uh, you know, the folks there. But um, okay, second worst. Okay, there we go. <laughs> second worst. Second worst. Sorry. All right. Um, but yeah, uh, laughed at everything. So obviously, we know he is mentally challenged, <laughs> to say the least. And his laugh was ha ha ha. Ha ha. Like he was reading 
the letters <laughs> H-A over and over. So ha, the, ha, ha, ha. the sort of thing you would expect the main character to laugh like in this film. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, in no way should, should you think, oh, that's why you didn't like it. No, right. that just made the experience complete. <laughs> <laughs> just this, yeah. This F- fully immersed thing. in this film. Fully, yeah. Oh, my gosh, this, yeah. <laughs> So I weep for humanity for that man but, uh, and his girlfriend actually. Yeah. But hey, she picked him. But <laughs> I don't know. Where do you want to go from there? I mean, well, I, mean, I I will say my personal feelings on this film. I have no idea what they were going for. No. Um, but in as far as just British humor, they got it. I'm not saying it's a good film. I'm um, not even s- British. Is Gwyneth Paltrow British? No, I'm not saying that the actors <laughs> no, needed but... to be British, but the British humour, the feel of British humour, and the style that a lot of the dry jokes can go in, they hit the nail on the head with that sort of stuff. The problem is, they made the film the way you make American films, but they tried to make it with British humour, and those styles do not clash. The way that Jock interacts with his employer... That's a very stereotypical sort of English type thing where you've got the person that is definitely well skilled, knows how to do everything better than the person that we is have the above him. system or whatever, yeah, yeah. it's this disparity. Exactly. Yeah. So it's playing on that. The problem is there's not so much of that over here in America. And so the things that were kind of funny fall completely flat on most audiences because it, it just goes I can't say it goes over their head because it's not smart enough to go over their head, but it just misses the mark completely. So, in my opinion, Jock is the best character in the film. And it's not necessarily because he's overly funny, it's just because of the way that he interacts with his employer. From my standpoint, the best part of it. That relationship did zero I, for me. That's that's the thing. Like it, my my favorite bit in the film is just when he's talking to Mordecai and Mordecai asking him some questions, and then for the third time he asks, "Is it all going to be all right in the end?" And he just replies with, "How the fuck should I know?" <laughs> like that line. I was ready. Nobody, to funny, but... nobody except for myself and my wife seemed to find it funny but it was that sort of comedy rule of three and just the over exasperated with the employer especially they since they weren't well established characters so I don't give a shit that's the problem <laughs> <laughs> see that the biggest problem with these films was trying to mesh the two styles together and not giving you good enough backstory no. or good enough exposition for you to fully invest so, I mean, I, I fully agree that it's not a good film at all, but I think I enjoyed it more than most people did, if you kind of see what I'm getting at there. Uh, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, I thought I thought you would have a tougher time with this than me. Being, I know. I, I definitely... Uh, there were a couple of times where it's clear they were going I for... I found it insulting for you as uh, an Englishman, it, watching this... Watching <laughs> these Americans, I mean, with the except, I mean, Ewan McGregor is yep. uh, Scottish, right? I believe so. Yeah, but uh, watching the two leads essentially play Brits, uh, yeah. horribly so, I, if I could say. Yeah, not not the best accent. They were definitely trying to go for a stereotypical blue blood English mm-hmm. accent, and they never quite got it. It, it was mm-hmm. just that I little mean, bit the, off. The old boy. Old boy. Yeah. Good boy. It was like, it was like Gatsby again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah. That, again, that, that is a thing that you would expect like, those types of people to say, but they never got the inflection right. It was just like, it sounds about right. Let's go with that. So, an SNL yeah. skit that would not end. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And it, um, I did mention before as well, like they they did establish the comedy rule of three quite a lot in the film, which I thought was... Without the comedy. Yeah, but that was it. I thought it was great that they were going for it, but again, just because the two styles didn't mesh, it ruined well, the punchlines. I, I will say on your behalf, uh, leave the British humor to the Brits. Yes. They yes, know how to do, do it. <laughs> <laughs> leave it to them. If it's not your thing, that's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. 
Just uh, don't outsource it. <laughs> no, it, it's definitely one of those things where I think they made the characters caricatures mm. without any real substance and, to them. And that being said, if these were English actors, I don't think the film would have been, have been significantly better. Probably I think it was not. a piss-poor script. <laughs> right. I, uh, the, the biggest issue the, we have here, though, is obviously we haven't read the books, so I we have no idea if this is... Actually, a we good don't. adaptation. This is a film, Paul. We don't need to read the books to watch the goddamn movie. This right? is a movie. No, yeah, but the question is: Is it a good adaptation, or is it all around totally off the mark? I don't and I don't think I'm ever actually going to read the books. Right? So, <laughs> no, I'm not going to spend longer periods of time. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So, how about we go for what do you think was? the tipping point in the film where you just realize this is just so bad like what how far into the film before you about three minutes about three minutes (laughs) okay when the skit didn't end that's what you're saying I'm like oh wait he's going to do this voice the whole movie (laughs) (laughs) and talk about his mustache and I thought you know I thought okay he's gonna shave it and like all the trailers were you know just kind of teasing that he'd have that the whole movie you know his wife will make him shave it off, but no, it just wouldn't end. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a few minutes in where I thought, oh my, like, I immediately knew I was not going to laugh. <laughs> uh, and uh, I am pretty forgiving on some pretty stupid comedies. Yeah. Like, I like a lot of Will Ferrell movies, I'll put it out there. A oh, lot yeah. of them aren't critically acclaimed, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But I like that sort of humor. I like the silly, slapsticky. Uh, broad stroke yeah. humor if it's done well there is an art to it yeah um, obviously they didn't take this art class <laughs> <laughs> bringing it all back to the movie oh yes art. but uh, yeah I, I immediately knew I wasn't going to laugh I did not laugh this right. entire film um, I I would say I guffawed at one moment and I think it was more involuntary maybe some acid reflux or something in there okay. but uh, I, I, for, I even forget the line that's how <laughs> throw away it was but it was outside after the shellfish incident or whatever and he's standing on the stoop I don't know he said something and I'm like <laughs> but it wasn't that, no I'm like like oh that was an accident yeah was but, it was it gonna be one of the, I think it was the line or something like where I think Jock throws up and he just says like shellfish are the caters no no that was when they were in the car oh, this okay. was before the, yeah while they're like still standing on the the hmm. landing or whatever. I don't yeah, even yeah, remember. I, I, don't I will that. never remember because I'll never see it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's when I knew. And I just, I, I fought every single urge in my body not to walk out of this movie. <laughs> um, I knew, I mean, the only reason I stayed was for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, well, well, they can't all be the best films we've ever seen. So. Well, and, and apologies to Dread. Uh, not not sincere <laughs> apologies, but there is a new high watermark for horrible movies in my uh, book. And since we have slightly redone the scoring system, nothing will ever actually hit as low as Dread. Oh, I will adapt the scoring <laughs> you system. You will adapt, okay. Yes. Yeah, but uh, only oh, and apologies also to Dumb and Dumber 2. If you had come out in this year, you would not be the worst movie of the year <laughs> in my book. Good point. Very good point. <laughs> I would rather watch Dumb and Dumber 2 on a loop for 24 hours than sit through Mordecai one more time. Oh, dear. 24 hours of Dumb and Dumber 2. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, at least you could get through that just through nostalgia alone, I suppose. Exactly. And I would have, I'd laugh two or three times, like your Simpson episode average laugh. Yeah. Two to three, you know, (laughs) as it is now. Uh, Oh, my gosh. I do want to read this little... Little yep. rant for you that Go ahead. that just struck me. Uh, I know it's very criticky and very kind of douchey, and I try to steer clear of those things where it's just oh cool to just shit on a movie well, and no, try to be clever. If, if it but if it does kind of deserve this it, then... inspired me. So I just want to re- know what your thoughts are on this. Okay. Uh, and so I'm reading here. I, I know it'll sound like I'm reading. It's because I yes. okay. <laughs> so... And I, I am watching him reading, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So I would have rather turned the six dollars and fifty cents I spent on this film into six hundred and fifty pennies to be flung at my eyes and ears by the nearest individual. That pain would not begin to come close to the pain they suffered in that darkened theater. Hmm. (laughs) Because I went for the senior ticket. Ah. (laughs) At the kiosk. The first time I've done that, I was a little nervous. (laughs) 
But I handed it to her. I mean, she's an hourly employee. She doesn't give a shit. So, yeah. I'm like, ooh, it printed off pink. I'm like, oh, great. Like, like, I'm supposed to be like 60, but I wasn't paying full price for this. So, knowing going in. But, uh, yeah, 650 Saved a dollar. Yeah. Still lost 650 <laughs> Well, I suppose one, one good thing about where I currently live is the closest cinema, it might not have the most number of screens. It might not have every film that comes out. But every showing is five dollars, so we're never going to be spending the ten dollars to see a film still, we don't like. <laughs> still, this is unconstitutional. Like this is the Eighth Amendment was specifically set up so you wouldn't have to watch Mordecai. It's cruel and unusual punishment. You can't ask people to pay their hard-earned dollars and then sit through this experience. It's it's cruel. Now I I fully Am I get enough horrible things. <laughs> I fully get where you're coming from. I mean, yeah, the critic side of me. Can't believe this film it was actually just got pandering out. to the lowest of the lowest common denominator. Yeah, it it's sad, is what it is. Unfortunately, it's like it. And if they, they'd actually spent time on the script or even on some of the pacing, I mean, or, for the love, the action, quote unquote, action sequences. I was just. Uh, I'm like, I might as well check my Twitter feed. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't because that's rude. Yeah. Uh, Pay attention, guy behind me. That's rude. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, oh, this, I'm supposed to be excited about him jumping on top of the car, the car getting slashed. Who the hell's driving the car the whole damn time? Like, it's just an self-operating Rolls Royce, and somehow the painting didn't get stabbed in there. Spoiler yep, alert. Yep, no, uh, just any time they tried for any kind of action, actiony type thing. It just did not play at all. No, oh, yeah. Much like the entire film. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't actually have any redeeming features I can think of about it. It's just that I enjoyed what they tried to do, and some of the jokes did work. It's just that the actual coming I mean, together... I, I see where you're saying, like, sometimes I thought, oh, this is a well-structured joke, but it wasn't funny. Yeah. Like... That, that's the thing. It, it's very British, but they're trying to appeal to yeah. an American You audience. had the blueprints... Yeah. But none of the building materials. No. <laughs> if I can make that analogy. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's it's one of those things where I would love to see how this came about. Like this is this is I would how be happy it... if I never heard another word about this film, Paul. <laughs> oh no. no. You don't have to see the film anymore. But I no. I want to know what the thought process was going into this of like, okay, we really like these series of books, we want to make a film about it. Now, it has to appeal to American audiences, so we're going to have to put this in it. But we're going to keep the humor of the book, let's say. And then, as they're making it, someone must have just said, you know this isn't working, right? Anyone? Hello? And then they're just completely overruled. And, and... Yeah, and we'll, yeah we'll, or I will get into that a little bit when we talk about Johnny Depp um, and his choices. As of late, and by late I mean the past 15 years. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, also, I mean, for what did you say the budget was, 60 mil? 60 million dollars. 60 mil. I thought the effects were a complete shit. Uh, yeah. When they showed, like, the plane, like, the jumbo jet looked like it was painted on oh, the yeah. screen. Uh, <laughs> when they're flying through the, the names of the towns, or through that... Any 12-year-old can do that on their computer right now. <laughs> the explosion in the hotel room looked like it was on basic cable. Yeah. yeah it, it was <laughs> awful. Where's that $60 million? I think Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. <laughs> I, I think the, the fact that the first four... Took 45 of that, probably. <laughs> the first four people on the cast list are all people that are in very, very high... They had to all be salary. Yeah. That must have been most of it. I think they had a $200,000 FX budget, if that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, I mean the. I didn't necessarily mind the uh, when they were showing the names of the places, just because. Uh, <laughs> I think this is going to sound weird. I used to have a video game where you would go from place to place, and the way that they had the name and like the little uh, computer rendered versions of the you city. Can't recall the name. It, it, uh, I can't recall what it was. Well, exactly. that was a great story. Thanks. I know. <laughs> But like it was almost identical. Everyone who grabbed that game. It was almost identical to that type. Of, I mean, this is you know ninety eight Windows okay. ninety five oh, okay. type type game. Um, no, no, no. But it was almost identical to that. And so every time it flew, it was like, oh yeah, that reminds me of that game. And then the next time, it was, oh yeah, that reminds me of that game. Like, what did you think? I mean, 
I've only been in London for seven days in my life. But what did you think of the geography? Do you think that held true for the most part? Um, well, they didn't. I mean, with those, I mean, the flyovers and then they're in the countryside just after they get to, you know, <laughs> get past the gherkin. Yeah, well, it, I mean, if you're going for them showing you London and then, like, move two inches and now we're in the countryside, mm-hmm. of course, no, that's not what London yeah. is like at all. Um but I I saw it as, okay, so they're showing that this is London, although I would point out that not very many places, even around London, mm-hmm. have that expanse of yeah. uh, landscape and big open fields. That's yeah, normally, think... once you get, say, 20 miles <gasps> outside of London, yeah. that's when you're really getting mm-hmm. into it, if not more than that. So, yeah, ju- just from a basic geography standpoint, this is doing the same thing that Team America World Police was doing, where mm. it, let's put all the landmarks in one thing right next to each other, and that's going to be our view of that country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where well, I mean, I was trying to pay attention to like when they're in the restaurant, um, Ma- Martland or Matland or whatever, and Gwyneth or whatever. Martin, you know? yeah. And yeah, you can see. Uh, um, the Tower Bridge, Jeez. you know, and the background. Okay, that, and I'm like, okay, I'm on. Trying to think, are they coming from the right perspective here? And like, because that well, kind that, of thing's important for me. That continuity. Well, that 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 area, I guarantee you, they actually filmed in a restaurant that you can see mm-hmm. that because there are several places around London where if it's high enough, mm-hmm. you'll see the bridge, you'll see the Millennium Eye, you'll see the Gherkin, you'll see all of that mm-hmm. stuff. So, I have no problems with that as the backdrop because I think that actually was the backdrop. I just, yeah. I don't know what the overall feeling was supposed to be with this film. I, I, I know mean, I've said that. But. There, there could have been a, a great shot there too uh, when they were in Trafalgar Square, um, yeah. and then they they just went like a cheesy like whip around shot, you know? Yeah. Where uh, I just thought that that's such a beautiful place there and so historic, and then it's just like, <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, you're in one, like one of the best. Sites in London, in my opinion, and then it's just—I don't know. Yeah, and and they could have easily done a scene where they met in Trafalgar Square and, like, yeah, have the pigeon fly off and stuff like that, like the the typical Mm -hmm. Trafalgar Square type thing. Yeah, have a meeting at one of the uh, the not the pond, the the wishing wells, whatever. Yeah, the oh yeah, yeah, you know, those are. I don't know. Just, you didn't. I, I thought they didn't use the city in a, a way they could have. No, but, I mean, it, there is the possibility that. They weren't able to get permission for some of the places because, uh, I would especially not give them permission. Yeah, yeah. But especially <laughs> recently, I we think want people to come to London. Yeah, I, I, board. I think there is a uh, a slight tightening of security and stuff like that. And it, this mm-hmm. obviously wasn't a big blockbuster film, like where there was a lot of money and a lot of insurance stuff that could go into it. Yeah. So they probably couldn't get access to all the places yeah, it's that not some an of the Italian job or whatever. You got to be racing. For yeah, the exactly. Whatever. I know. So, Italian job, sorry, not English, no, but yeah, you get my point. Well, the, <laughs> well, the original Italian really job. Yes, no. um, <laughs> they were driving Mini Coopers, close enough. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Is there anything else you want to say about this I, film? I honestly can't think of anything else. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pushing back my personal didn't mind it type thing didn't to mind and, it. And it, some of the it, didn't like mind it. it. This this film gave me a gag reflex. <laughs> like a sympathetic gag. Now, Seriously, I, that's their running bit. That and a mustache is now, what they hung this movie on. No, I, I fully get it. It's just I appreciated the uh, 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 uh. Oh, yeah. seriously oh that gets funnier and funnier every time <laughs> when the first time it wasn't funny at all I know I, I appreciated what they were trying to do and the style of humor they were going for so some of the jokes I smiled at because oh I, I get where that was going and then I probably thought of a better version of it in my head as it was going angry. on. Like, a film has never made me so angry yeah. after seeing it. Like, I wanted to punch a baby. <laughs> uh, like, just irrational anger. Like, <laughs> I told Paul before we started recording, I left the theater just mad. And had to drive down there. I was, like, attempting to get home so I could make my notes. Couldn't make it home. Had to pull over into a parking lot and make my notes then and there. Uh, but, yeah, I mean... Coming from a critic standpoint, that there's just nothing to this film. Uh, I don't. Twelve percent on Rotten Tomatoes. How did it get that high? <laughs> How did it get to twelve? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, you, you it's probably a negative got, percentage. You've probably got some people like me that were, 
you know, personally willing to give it a bit of slack, but I do think when it comes to Rotten Tomatoes, stuff like that, you've got to think critically when you're giving your review. So, yeah, I, I don't understand. You can't go, oh, hey, I like Johnny Depp, four stars, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't understand how it's got that high myself either. <laughs> so, oh, my gosh. So, ah. I guess, should we... Uh, <laughs> do we need we, to rate this Should film? we get the rating for it? <laughs> uh, sure, go right ahead, Paul. Alright, well, from a critical standpoint, definitely, mm-hmm. I will probably give this film a, uh, I think, a minus nine. Uh, definitely, a minus nine, minus 9.5, and I think this is going to be one of those films that, when someone says, like, guilty pleasure, it's going to be an apt version of that. Like, and that person to... will no longer be my friend if those <laughs> words ever come out of their mouth. As opposed to one of those things where someone said, you know, oh, my guilty pleasure is watching uh, Junior. Or Kindergarten Cop, where it's like, it's an Arnold Schwarzenegger comedy. Those are just kind of silly and out there. Whatever, that's fine. Also this, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, I, I I can't salvage it. As much as I enjoyed what they were trying to do no. with it, I cannot salvage this film. This is just going to be the <laughs> lowest, dumbest percentage of America that buys this on DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the, the only reason I haven't gone, let's say full minus 10 or minus whatever you're going to end up giving it is because I couldn't fault some of the technical sides of it like the editing was done well even if what it was editing to wasn't done well like yeah and the soundtrack was actually not too bad Again, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for compliments. Again, here. I I am going technical side here. Like th- yeah. this is how I'm trying uh-huh. to make sure it's not the absolute yeah. worst thing right. in the world. <laughs> okay, Brian. Yes. Well, I have come up with a new <laughs> rating just for this film. Okay. Uh, just for this celluloid uh, dog turd. Uh, <laughs> I give it a minus infinity. Ooh! <laughs> Ooh, it stings! It really stings. <laughs> there, 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 this is what the end of the universe looks like. Uh, Not with a bang, yeah. but with a mustache. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a baby mustache. Oh, yeah. Um, I, this is why I listen to my instincts on film. I, I think Paul and I both have a pretty good head on our shoulders about We'd what like will to be think good. So, anyway. uh, uh, what will be good. Well, it'll be bad. I mean, yes, we have taste differences, yeah. as everyone does. But um, going into this, I, <laughs> I knew it was going to be a pile of poo. <laughs> and some of you say, well, that's going to color your opinion. No, I'm trusting my opinion or yeah. trusting my instincts. And I want it to prove me wrong. I want to laugh. I spent my money. Yeah. I want to have a good time. <laughs> Not wasn't going to happen. Uh, yeah, and, and there are some films that... You can go into not expecting much out of, and you're surprised. Pacific yeah. Rim, for instance, mm-hmm. we love that film. Yeah. We, we didn't think it would be as good as it was, and it proved that, us wrong. One of the right? best, probably the singular best theater experience I've ever had. Yeah, um, fantastic. Yeah, and, it just and blew so, me away for what it was. So you have to look at a film for what it is. All right. So from now on, your scale of going to the cinema will be Pacific Rim to Mordecai. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is the spectrum. Uh, <laughs> that is the spectrum. But I just, uh, I cannot believe this. Uh, I'm just dumbfounded. Nah. Uh, and I found it dumb. <laughs> Beyond belief. Uh, Maybe that could be the tagline. <laughs> I, I'm fibrous. I just... I I, Paul's watching me stutter. Right? <laughs> Why? It's, it's this thing that um, is really interesting sometimes. Like, we've been trying to articulate, like, Brian just overall and me from a critical standpoint, like, what it is about this film that just makes it so bad and it's so bad we can't think of the things that made it so bad so every line is forgettable every single line (laughs) Uh, I mean that's like you know people say oh have you seen this movie or this movie or this movie and they'll list like bad movies and I say no because I trust my instincts yeah you know it wasn't homework this we saw for the podcast (laughs) yeah uh, thought it'd be fun, and hey, it's making a good podcast. Didn't make a great movie. <laughs> yeah, it well, definitely. I thought that it would be one of those podcasts because you know, recently, I'll admit, a lot of the films we go and see is because we want to go and see them. Yeah, and I thought this film would make mm-hmm. or break itself. Yeah, well, very exciting. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it too. Yeah. End of podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, obviously, it gives us talking points and stuff, but 
like we did we don't want every single episode to be us saying you really need to see this film and this film you really don't <laughs> i mean i would be interested uh, like uh, obviously we're not going to have a lot to talk about but if there are people out there that really like this movie First of all, uh, what was your schooling? <laughs> Do you have loving parents? <laughs> but why? But then, most importantly, what did you love about this movie? What What was your experience? What was your takeaway? Seriously, get a hold of us. Like we love interacting with anyone. We will that wants report to get you to the proper authorities. <laughs> <laughs> we will put you on a watch okay. list. And uh, yes, just, well, maybe I'll be the one to deal with the talking to the people. <laughs> yeah. I'll try and hold Brian back as much as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Can we stop talking yeah. about this movie? <laughs> all right. So, hopefully that, that's our rating on that. How about we move on to uh, Johnny Depp retrospective? Johnny then? Depp retrospective. Yeah. Right. So this, I think Brian will be taking the lead here. He's the one that's written I'll on the list. I'll just toss them to you. Yeah, Paul. Uh-huh. So, this film got me thinking. Um, Depp, pardon the forced pun, has been in a Depp decline. And uh, in films uh, for for a while now, the opposite of the reconnaissance. Yes, uh, I guess it's just you know the way the universe works. Uh, You know, (laughs) someone has to die for a baby to live. You know, (laughs) it's just all equally now. Yeah, (laughs) McConaughey's on on the upswing. Johnny Depp is just ugh. Um, So I have pinpointed what I think to be the beginning of the end for him. Okay. that means that there are a couple of, I think, decent films in here. A couple of good films. Right. A couple of, eh, okay, I don't want to punch a baby Mordecai films. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but by and large, I think just uh, steaming piles of canine excrement. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we'll start with uh, 2000, I mean, just a... 30 seconds or so on each one, I think, would be good. Because, you know, they don't warm much more than that. Uh, 2001 From Hell. I did not enjoy it. That was the Jack the Ripper, uh, Heather Graham vehicle. I watched it, and it was a film. It was a film. It was a film. (laughs) That is a fact. (laughs) Also a fact, Mordecai is a film. Yes, it's very true. (laughs) Let's quantify that. Um, Yeah, it just didn't do much for me. Yeah, I mean, it it was an interesting take on the Ripper, obviously. I I remember being excited hearing he was casting that because I thought it would be something special and it just did not deliver. Yeah. Um, Okay, so now O3, in my opinion, has changed on this film through the years. Okay. Uh, Pirates, Curse of the Black Pearl. Okay. Um, I initially, well, I refused to see it because I just thought it looked so stupid. Once I saw it, I'm like, oh, that was kind of fun. I kind of enjoyed that. Right. That was a little bit. And now, over the years, it just has lost all whatever it had with me. Do you think that has anything to do with the sequels? No, because I actually enjoy the sequels more than okay. that original. All right, I wasn't um, sure. It's, you know, it's my anti-sequel rule. Usually, yeah. I like the originals much more. Than yeah. any following sequel, but um, I don't know. I just don't. Uh, for a pirate movie, I don't want Disney at the helm. I want gritty. I want violent. I want you know, yeah, some that... some some blood and gore and <laughs> yeah. Well, obviously, being a Disney film, there can yeah. only be a limit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are a lot of cutaways, right? At, you know, all fake off-screen deaths yeah. or whatever. You know, <laughs> but so I don't know. I mean, I know those films have its fans, and depending on when you saw the film, if you saw the film, like. When you're 12 or 13 at that very impressionable age, yeah, I'm sure it's going to hold a lot more mustard. Oh yeah, for you then. Yeah, and nostalgia will be there. Yeah, so that I thought, I mean, and that really started the beginning of one of my other notes. I didn't get to is uh, how many more uh, annoying voices or accents does ah. Johnny Depp have left in him? <laughs> that was the beginning of that. The pirates thing. Right. The, I'm Keith Richards. I'm a de- I'm a leader pirate. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah. yeah I, I see that. I mean, I I don't look at those films as anything other than what they are, which is yeah. just flat flat out. We're just trying he to make him for his kids, which I get. Yeah, we're just trying to make an entertaining film that you, that parents can take their kids to go. So and see yeah, I'm like, not saying that's. The worst thing ever. That's Mordecai. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think we covered that. <laughs> yes. Let's keep, yeah. But uh, just, you know, average. Or yeah. Sub, yeah. Uh, yeah. Moving on, 04, Secret Window. 
Um, I have not seen that. This one. would call this was called Fight Club in 1998. Ah. That that is if you know Fight Club. That I is do their, know Fight that Club. That is their big reveal at I, the end. Yes, I do know Fight Club. It's I just don't talk secret about. window spoilers for those <laughs> still holding off 11 years later to see that film. <laughs> <laughs> that was their big thing, and it was so much more telegraphed than in Fight Club. Right. Um, the personality. Yeah. Thing. Um, you know the writer thing. It was just uh, it was nothing. <laughs> Um, 04, wow, he really just threw some shit on the wall in 04. Uh, Finding Neverland. Finding Neverland. I... The the Peter Pan somewhat biopic, not really. Yeah, I mean, I... I it was I just crowd-pleasing, kind of... Yeah. Let's say, I, I didn't... Mediocre drivel. I didn't hate it. I didn't think it was a fantastic film like a lot of people there's seem to. Good, there's some good stuff in it. I remember seeing it initially and liking some... Some things in it. Dustin Hoffman's really good in it. Yeah. Um, which kind of cool because he was a hook. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> yeah. As well so, as the airline pilot, a very important. Yes, part yes, there. yes. So I mean, it had some good things, but I just, I mean, we're talking average here. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll get. To, uh, I have his greatest hits as well. So this is kind of what I'm stacking these up against. Right. Um, so yeah, just didn't really work for me. Uh, 04 again. The Libertine. Does anyone remember The Libertine? That I, was a movie, Paul. <laughs> I, I have to say, I don't know if I've even heard of that one. The Libertine? Yeah. Oh my lord. You need to not see The Libertine. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So this is more towards the Mordecai side. Not. <laughs> it is just Johnny Depp and Samantha Morton. Who the hell? John Malkovich. It's... Yeah, it's John Wilmot, the Earl of Rochester. He's a poet. Whatever. Hmm. It's they they played it up as this artsy thing. And, Sounds it. And fourteen people went to see it. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that was a thing. Right. Um, and then we have him shitting on my childhood in '05 with Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, yeah, I, this is one of those things. Smirching a beloved classic. This is one of those things that this one film did one thing right, the other film did another thing right. The what original did that film do right. The original film did everything did, right. Did Willy Wonka right? Did the Umpa Loompas right and all that. However, I think that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and this is the annoying thing: Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is about Charlie. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory is about Willy Wonka. Get it right, people. And I think that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory actually did Charlie right. Just take the Charlie from this film and shove him into... And then once again, really crazy, over-the-top performance by Johnny Depp, where yeah. it was not needed. I mean, yeah, he's going up against Gene Wilder, and... Yeah, I mean... That, you're not going to top that, but also, yeah. I keep I go back to this over the podcast, seeing uh, episodes that, you know, Jack Nicholson's uh, Joker wasn't going to be topped. Yeah, yeah. You saw how that went. <laughs> So it is doable. I yeah, think you can entirely you can uh, replace iconic performances. Yeah. Not replace, but substitute or yeah. uh, you know have them stand alongside. Exactly. Uh, but it was just so over the top and <laughs> weird. He was just so weird in that movie. Yeah. It, it just uh, yeah. Uh, moving on. Oh <laughs> uh, five corpse bride liked it. <laughs> yeah, I, but also his face wasn't on the screen. No, yeah. <laughs> he I, was just doing a voice. <laughs> yeah, I I I didn't really know what to think about that film. It was so slow paced. Especially I thought it was a really, really nice story. I, it was a good story. Um I mean the the actual twists and stuff were broadcast so so much that I but I like, I mean, anyway, but... for animated, I, I, you know, we talk about rating movies for what they are, or yeah. looking at movies for what they are. For what that was, I thought it was an enjoyable film. It was. So, it, I, it... I, I give that one a pass. I liked it. Yeah, that one was good. Uh, 06, Pirates, Dead Man's Chest. Once yeah. again, blah, average. Yeah. Uh, 07, Pirates at World's End. I think the best of the pirate films. Um, uh, it, it was a very good ending to I that. I would say this for those movies, if you buy them on Blu-ray or whatever, they look fantastic. They look amazing. The oh, colors yeah. pop. Uh, they, just everything just looks gorgeous. Yeah, I but, mean, it, and I think at World's End is the best example of that. Yeah, definitely. It's one. I think that one is my favorite of the three of them. Well, and there were four. Yeah, <laughs> we'll of, get to. I know. We'll get to that. Of, of the three in this trilogy, yeah, 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 stuff, yeah. Um, the two things I would say about it is number one, they should have left in the scene between Tiadama and. 
Davy Jones that explains the whole curse thing because that actually not only gives you the depth there but also explains what happens right at the end when you see Elizabeth and the little boy on the cliff yeah. um, and yeah, um, and yeah. also they'd established the characters they had the story they could just do the damn story and that's normally where you get some of the best stuff in films is when you're not needing to set up the film you're not needing to set up the action you're just getting into it and that's what these films do quite yeah, well so I mean once again, I mean, maybe I will. Uh, I'm being talked into a slightly more than average review of that film. Yeah, but I think it's, it's all right. It's all right. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, well judging it as a Johnny Depp film, I, I would watch it again just for the visual spectacle. Yeah, not for the performances Definitely. or the story. Welcome to my side. No, <laughs> temporarily. Uh, 07, uh, Sweeney Todd. Loved it. Fantastic film. Fantastic. I don't like musicals, and I like this. That film. is a yeah, um, great movie. Uh, great once again collaboration with Tim Burton because uh, yeah. they haven't had many in this yeah. in this millennium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what wonderful visual side to it as well. Like a really good oversaturation of the blood. When yeah. So a couple of, a couple of hits in there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, then oh nine we go to Public Enemies, which was an it's an average. I think film I saw, of that genre. I saw the first 20 minutes of it. I think I was on a plane or something. It's an average it. gangster yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and there's I, nothing special with it. I can't... Whenever I think of like those gangster films of that era, the two films that pop into my head are Road to Perdition, definitely my favorite of that style, and then the original Bonnie and Clyde. Like, okay. I well, think we'll, we'll get to... Yeah, We might see another gangster film... Not on this list, but maybe on another. Okay. Uh, then after that, we have him reprising um, Willy Wonka in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> Which is essentially what he did yeah. in that film. Yeah, he was pretty much. in a Mad Hatter costume playing Willy Wonka or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Yeah, it he, was... he was a more bipolar Willy Wonka than Willy Wonka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't know what your feelings are on that film. It didn't Meh. do much for me. I... I, I I enjoyed just was that? Was watching that? it, but uh, yeah, I can't remember the lead. Who was that? Anne Hathaway? No. Uh, oh, the, the main character. No, who was the girl? That was an unknown. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Was, yeah. yeah. I don't even know. But yeah, yeah. forgettable for me. Uh, t- <laughs> 2010. That was 2010, by the way. 2010 again. Uh, the immediately forgettable The Tourist. Never watched it. Don't want to. Don't don't need to. <laughs> uh, yeah. That I mean, you got him and Angelina Jolie. What's to go wrong? Uh, him and Gwyneth Paltrow. Well, we see, yeah, <laughs> just because you have two pretty nice leads, uh, not so much. Um, yeah. 2011, Rango. What'd you think of Rango? I thought it was an okay animated movie. Yeah, it was okay. That, that was... I did fall asleep during it, yeah. so I should point that out. <laughs> that, that was one of those ones where it was very dry, and I think it was one of the first really dry animated films to come out over here, mm-hmm. and so I don't think it did as well as it could have but uh, it it was enjoyable uh, yeah I'm still putting it on the hand nope, yep. mediocre list fair enough uh, 2011 Pirates on Stranger Tides we can move on yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2011 The Rum Diary I enjoyed The Rum Diary myself so I didn't... you're that person that bought the ticket yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I, d- I didn't buy a ticket to see it I no. just saw it so okay. <laughs> and, uh, I d- yeah that's that was just everything of its counterpart, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it it just wasn't. It was it was the blueprints, like we said before, of that kind of film. Yeah. But it it didn't play for me. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of people didn't play for I, it. I think the main reason that I enjoyed watching it was I enjoyed l- the story of the guy, not necessarily the film, but learning about Hunter. Last name. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson. Thank you, yes. Hunter S. Thompson. Mm-hmm. I, was, I knew it was Hunter T. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought, oh, it was interesting that this is what he was doing, and this is some of the stuff he had to go through. I, I found, I found that fun to watch. Uh, it was, yeah, not it was necessarily. I thought, but <laughs> no, yeah, not, um, not necessarily. Well, very okay, we'll, we'll see. Uh, 2012, we moved to Dark Shadows. Once Went, again, over the top performance. Once the time. Once again, weird voice. Yeah, uh, me, me, Jamie went to see it. And came out just going, well, that was meh. And then <laughs> we started to watch the original TV show and couldn't get into that either. So See, I'm the sh- original I remember watching reruns of. And I, I, 
I I've heard it was fun. I've I mean, heard it, that it was a fun soap opera-ish kind of yeah. spoofy thing. Yeah. And... I mean, I I will give the advice that I wasn't given when we started watching it. Watch it from the second season because that know. is when they actually I don't really know if I've kick seen it in. The first, yeah, uh, and then. Arguably the biggest pile of shit before Mordecai. Yes. Lone Ranger in 2013. Didn't watch it. <laughs> one of the most racist performances that has ever been captured on cinema. Uh, really. I think. It's, who the hell was in charge of that decision? Johnny Depp playing Tonto. Disney, probably. And not even just like trying to, okay, you can make that decision. And then you don't have to go with the me talking like this performance, <laughs> right? Like, you can bring yep. some reality to it yeah, he, if you're going to make that bold of a choice. I say that that kind of seems like uh, Johnny Depp watched Peter Pan and went for the chief of the engines in that. And it's like, that that's going to be my thing. I didn't watch the film, but I saw everything I needed to from the trailer yeah. and from everything, you know? And, uh,. It, Arguably, I think one of the most offensive performances since uh, Mickey Rooney in um, wait, oh, am I saying that right? In uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, um, uh... is that? Am I getting that right? But uh, where he plays the Chinese landlord, <laughs> and it's, See, I it's can, I'm yeah, at, I'm blanking myself. I'm having trouble. Uh, yeah, Mickey Rooney. Yeah, uh, Mr. Yuniyoshi, and he's like with the buck teeth and the uh, <laughs> oh, you pay now, yeah. uh, uh, white guy playing. Yeah, yeah, and that was in the '60s, which still we should have known better in the '60s. Yeah, this was 2013. I think stuff was going on in the '60s. I think you can allow an oversight. <laughs> still, that is like the uh, it's. So awkward and uncomfortable because that's yeah. a decent movie, or actually a very good movie, Breakfast at Tiffany's. But those scenes are unwatchable for me. Yeah. Like I fast forward through it if I watch that movie. <laughs> uh, but Lone Ranger, just ugh, no excuse for that. Uh, 2014 Transcendence. Didn't end up uh, I transcended that. myself and did not go see this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I chose a higher road, a higher path. I I was gonna go and see it, but it was one of those times where. Yeah, your schedule just never lines up. And so I ended up not seeing it. And then all the reviews came out just like, well, that fell on its face, didn't it? It was like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't Mm -hmm. say this. I don't know. It works with Lucy because she had Scarlett Johansson, which is essentially the same thing. At the end of that movie, she uploads herself, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, 2015, the icing on the cake, Mordecai. (laughs) So, I mean, here's my thing. Johnny Depp is... I still think a great actor. I mm-hmm. think he's one of the best of his peer group. Uh, yeah. Probably outside of that peer group. He's 51. Um, he could be making, which I want to get into this real, I know we're, I don't want to run too long, uh, get into this other list uh, real quick, but he was someone I always felt made really intelligent choices. And yeah. didn't take every script that came his way. And would do the odd thing here and there. And it worked out yeah. wonderfully. Uh, well, it's always good when you can cherry pick. And now it seems like I don't know. I don't. I know I'm just assuming things here, but it seems like he's bought his own ego to me. <laughs> like what people magazine prints about, or, you know, things like that, where he's just this caricature of himself, and everything is just overacted and overperformed. Like he could be doing really interesting dramatic work, um, mm-hmm. like very heartfelt stories. Uh, <laughs> Very, I don't know, could, could go into like things like Scorsese type films. I would love to see him in something like that, that or you know, or a Tarantino film, you know, where he Tarantino could, could use him really well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and instead, of, he's just in these mockeries, where he's just playing pretend like you do when you're three years old, where you're playing cowboys and Indians and pow pow bang bang. Well, I mean, obviously, we don't know everything that goes into the decision-making process for him and stuff like that. But I would think that a large part of it is going to be, at this point, typecasting. Like, obviously, he is a good actor and can do all this other stuff, but now studios know him from Pirates of the Caribbean mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So now that he's got but an But you see room, older actors that can still bring really great performances 
in oh. really great movies. No, I yeah, mean, I, I'm not saying that he couldn't yeah. do that. I just think that a lot of studios are mm-hmm. now just like, oh, Johnny Depp is the uh, the crowd pleaser. Let's put him in what we think is going to be our biggest film. But it's ultimately his choice. It's not like he has trouble paying the rent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he can turn well, down projects, <laughs> you know? But you have like Dustin Hoffman and Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman and men you know, even more that are still making great choices in films for oh, the yeah. most part. Uh, you know, uh, bucket list, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, still applying their trade in that supporting role, which sadly most, as you age, that's kind of what you're relegated to. Yeah. Um, but still being valued and of value. No, yeah, I, I just think that uh, what's probably going to happen is in like five years' time, Jolly Depp's going to be getting back into those sorts of you know maybe waiting two years and just doing the one film but doing that really well so you read that he did a ton of movies like just take one every three years take a project that you really are passionate about like, do, do the the Christopher Nolan style thing. Just I don't know, and I, I know some people might say, "Well, I missed a few movies he was in." I was going for things he's really he was the main attraction. He starred in it. Was yeah, second or first or second build. I know he popped up in Twenty One Jump Street. Spoiler, obviously, <laughs> um, like I, Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus, uh, Tusk. Yeah, uh, those things. You know, I'm not counting those as Johnny Depp movies. No, yeah, um, he'll probably these are be things in the, where he was the ticket sale. Yeah, it'll, it'll probably be in the the sequel to Tusk, so it's going to be coming out at some point. <laughs> uh-huh. Musk. Well, well I, just, I, I know that his daughter and Kevin Smith's daughter are the main two people in yeah, that. So. Yeah. All right. Um, real quickly, I did want to talk about the other side of that coin. Um, <laughs> the Depp choices, I thought, were what I came to expect, what I loved. Now, uh, is is this in chronological order, or is this in order of, like, your This favorites? is chronological. Oh, okay. These are, I mean, admittedly my favorite. Uh, 86, Platoon, which is just a fantastic film. <laughs> um, it's just, he has, uh, yeah, I know he didn't, I didn't include small parts in the, yeah. in the horrible ones, but he was great in Platoon. It's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, 90, Edward Scissorhands. One of my favorites. Yeah, uh, really good. Perfect performance, I thought. Uh, he says what? Eighteen words. It's like it's yeah, a really it, small amount. Less than uh, Michael Keaton and Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm less, less, less than Terminator. Less words than screen time. Let's make that comparison. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. About a, yeah, because yeah. I'm sure Beetlejuice talks a lot, but it's limited. Time. Oh, he does. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Ninety three. I think um, one of the finest romantic comedies. Ever Benny and June? Haven't seen it. Benny and June is absolutely incredible. I actually don't know if I've heard of that one. Benny and June, yeah. really. Aiden Quinn and hmm. um, like yeah, he he uh, he plays um, this really kind of socially awkward guy that is um, kind of obsessed with Buster Keaton huh. and uh, yeah, Mary Stuart Masterson plays June. She's kind of a little. Um, I wouldn't mentally handicapped or ill or, you know, just, she's not all there, but it's kind of a romantic comedy between those two, Hmm. but it has very dramatic moments. Cool. That sounds uh, pretty cool. Yeah. He is just perfect. Uh, He doesn't talk a lot in this movie. It's like Edward Scissorhands where it's very physical. Right. Uh, Like, you know, if he's going for a Buster Keaton type thing, obviously that makes sense if he's going for something very (laughs) physical, but he's so, so good in it. Julian Moore, Oliver Platt. Um, I would say, if you're wondering what my favorite romantic comedy would that be, Annie Hall. But, right. <laughs> but yeah, this is right up there. Uh, 93, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Excellent. <laughs> I mean, him and Leo. Love that movie. I don't okay. know. Yeah? Uh, I, you haven't seen it? I cannot comment. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> haven't I seen it? 94, Ed Wood. Ed Wood. I love Ed him Wood. Him and Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Again. That, and that's one of those films where a lot of people that I've seen tend not to like Ed Wood pretty much the same way that people don't like the director Ed Wood but it's a, it's a fantastic film I thought the film. movie was yeah. great <laughs> really say what you will it. about the real man yeah. but uh, or Glenn, Glenn or playing Ninth from Outer Space or any of that yeah but, uh, fantastic the story. movie I thought I mean in 94 a, a 
black and white film. <laughs> yeah. There are, I think, little pops of red or pink color in it on, yeah. like, on the sweaters and the cross-dressing. Um, yeah, the, the sort of thing of um, any, like, really, really important item will have the one color tint. To yeah, it. but it, it's, a, it's a great-looking film. I thought it gave a lot of sympathy to that character, or to that person. Yeah. Kind of a real person, but, yeah, uh, 95, Dead Man. Have you ever seen Dead Man? Which Dead is a Man. western... Nope. Oh, yeah. Um, Not typically a Western fan. Myself, okay, so. yeah. But that was a great one. 97. Uh, back into the uh, the mafia or gangster type movies, Donnie Brasco. Hmm. Which I, I thought... Was, I don't recall if I've which seen was this one. Really, I think, underrated uh, <laughs> film of that genre with him and Al Pacino. And hmm. uh, it's I, just an excellent movie. I love that movie. Well, I think that's one of those films that I don't... Recall seeing it? I think I have, and I I know I should rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah, watch Johnny Brasco and ninety eight, the uh, antithesis to Rum Diaries, Fear and Loathing. I was gonna say I can only imagine it, Fear and Loathing. Um, just <laughs> I don't know. I know I know people have issues with that movie or with like the whole drug culture and all that. It just looks amazing. It's so well acted. It's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, it, it, the Gilliam, social, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Benicio's just hilarious, <laughs> and uh, you just have you have that uh, social commentary on that time period, and it, it, it's just a freaking riot. There's so yeah, many it, quotable lines from that movie. It's it, just so much. The Criterion Collection. Grab the Criterion Collection on that movie <laughs> if you don't have it. it it's, it's so much fun. So many <laughs> bonus features on that thing. It's great. Uh, 2000. Um, you might be surprised I picked this on there. Shh. Chocolat. Chocolat. <laughs> Chocolat. Which, uh, you know, um, I my, thought he was great. I, I know my mum liked that film. Yeah. <laughs> you can probably guess why I didn't watch it. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, nor- it's not the thing I usually go for. Uh, the kind of movie I go for. A little too over-the-top romantic. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> I thought he was great. Um, 2001, another one of my favorites, Blow. One of the hmm. most heartbreaking performances I've ever seen from him. And do you know Blow? Have you seen I, Blow? Again, I've with seen I've seen George bits and Young, pieces the of drug it. runner, or yeah, cartel, yeah, uh, with Pablo Escobar, and uh, yeah, hmm. uh, what Penelope Cruz is his wife, and yeah. he just pisses hmm. everything away. It's it's yeah, it's, 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 it's not one you can really watch a lot because it's so <laughs> damn depressing. But he is just. Perfect. You got Paul Rubens in there. You got ah, yeah. You got Bobcat Goldplay in there. Uh, yeah. So that was my list. I did give some honorable mentions to Sleepy Hollow and uh, The Astronaut's Wife. I thought he was decent. Hmm. Uh, you didn't mention one of the films I enjoy. With Johnny what Day, would that be? Ninth Gate. I, I think that, that would was, be that yeah. just kind of fell in the it fell in the in between area. Yeah, you weren't sure which one to go. And I, I I really enjoyed that the first time I saw it. I thought it was uh, an interesting, almost a noir type feel to it with perhaps I should revisit that at some point but yeah, and it's not it's not excellent by any mm-hmm. stretch of the imagination right, I <laughs> but I would uh-huh. I would definitely say well worth a rewatch I'll probably watch it again next year or so I think uh, yeah. because it's been long enough that I'm starting to get patches in it so, mm-hmm. and then if I rewatch it I can actually watch it relatively fresh mm-hmm. even though I still remember the ending Perfectly. So. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll uh, carve out some time to try to visit that back. But <laughs> we, who knows? Probably not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that was, I mean, I just, you know, Johnny, uh, I'm going to talk to you now. Because <laughs> we I know just, you're listening. Exactly. Um, I, I just, I'm not ready to give up on him. <laughs> I think, like I said before, he's extremely talented. I still think he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, I just would love to see more. From yeah, him at this point. Yeah, I I do think that his I do think, as I said, his biggest problem is that you're going to run into a lot of times where he's given the script, he's kind of typecast, and he probably just feels like, yeah, I could do this. Well, I'm it seems like now, it. like oh, we need a wacky character. Let's get Johnny Depp. Yeah, which... instead of a good actor, let's get a good actor for this role, Johnny Depp. <laughs> yeah. Nah, Let's get somebody to wear some makeup and put on a goofy hat <laughs> or a mustache or whatever the thing is. Yeah, I I think they're get, they're making a sequel to Alice in Wonderland, and that's going to be coming out at some point either this year or next year. I think 
if they were to do a they're not going to but if they were to do a prequel where you saw the Mad Hatter turn into the Mad Hatter so you see his decline Johnny could do that really well mm-hmm. it's just that we came in and he was already off his rocker and so he's just playing a zany character and you only saw yeah. the occasional line or two where he actually snaps into saneness and you see like how this character could have been yeah. and it's like yeah, okay you did that well can we just have more of that <laughs> all of that please <laughs> none yeah. of the same all right, well, I'm talked out, Paul. <laughs> yeah, we should probably let the listener go. Yeah, I want to watch a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think I said it at the top, and I'll say it again here. If you like us, please do review us on whatever platform it is you listen to us on. Mm-hmm. Uh, iTunes, we love getting the reviews. Let us know your favorite Johnny Depp movie, too, while you're at it. Yeah, do, do let us know what your favorite is and why, and then maybe mm-hmm. we can... Least favorite. Uh, other than Mordecai, because we'll get too many Mordecais. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's assuming people go and see it. You see? Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you can't it's dis- too late for you, folks. You can't dislike what you haven't <laughs> well, seen. This is a public service, <laughs> what we're doing right <laughs> yes, now. Yes, exactly. Stop! Don't go see Mordecai. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I've been Brian. And I've been Paul. We'll see you.